And here I was and my initial thought was to let that go because I have other things and other obligations to fulfill. And then I was like, that's when it hit me. And I said, right, we're going. And I just simply said, we're going to go and we're going to go for an hour and we're going to enjoy. We're going to have a swim. We're going to enjoy that. And so we did. Welcome. I'm Peter Williams. And for the past 10 years, I've been connecting with thousands of people from the stage and online to help them discover the importance of spiritual and energetic practices so they can thrive with confidence, clarity, and purpose. It is time to awaken your connection, align with your soul, and achieve your own inner power right here on the Inner Power Podcast. Hello, my lovely listeners and watchers on YouTube. Welcome back for another episode. It is nice to have your company once again. Well, today, I got to say, this one's a little bit special for me. It's a little bit personal. So again, a little bit of a change of pace, but what a valuable lesson this reminded me of. And I think it's a lesson we try to learn. Whether we fully learn it, that's the big question. But the beautiful thing is that this episode and this lesson was inspired by my beautiful little girl, Naya. So this occurred earlier in the week prior to this recording, and we're in the middle of Australian school summer holidays, so it's the long break for us. They left school, finished school just early, mid-December-ish, around like the 10th of December or something like that, and they don't go back until January 23rd. So it's the big summer break. And of course, we've got Christmas, New Year, we've got a whole bunch in between all of that. And it's been pretty full on. And of course, if you have been following you a part of my world, some of my followers said, I can't follow you. I literally can't follow you. I'm following you, but I can't follow you because I don't know. You're always somewhere different and I've lost track of where you are. Yes, that was me last year. I really well, last year was my yes year in terms of like I said to myself and I made that kind of promise to myself, I would say yes to opportunities. And what an amazing year. It was a pretty full-on year. Ran my first international retreat, but not just ran my first one, I actually held two. So I've never held a retreat before and I've gone from not doing it to having two international retreats in one year, running my second member's conference in less than 12 months. Like it was insane how much I did, but I have to admit, I loved it. I've learned so much from it. And of course, planning more for this year, we've got a lovely two retreats planned in Fiji with my mate, David Laws. If you want to check that out, you can check the website, but with, you know, because we enjoyed it so much. So it's really, really full on. So, but naturally like with coming off all of that and continuing that momentum for 2024 and moving into the next year, it's it's always vital. I don't like to lose momentum because I always find it very hard to get back. So it's pretty full on. So in the throes of things, it was really kind of just this beautiful moment that occurred. And it it was a moment. I'm not going to forget this for a long time. So simple. It is always the simple stuff, isn't it? So simple, but I'm going to cherish it. So just bear with me as I walk you through this. So what had happened is that I had literally just done another quick trip around the globe. I had just prior to Christmas, about, I think it was the 7th of December, I can't remember the exact date, 
But I had gone to America for a conference, amazing conference, amazing people. You never know. Some of the people there might be listening to this. And if you are, hey, I love, love so many, so many beautiful souls. It was just short of a thousand people at this conference. Amazing energy to connect up with people. And of course, then I had the privilege of very cheekily, sneakily flying from uh, California over to Paris to surprise my lovely mother for her 70th birthday, which was wonderful. Ended up going over there for a couple of days to surprise her. I did say to her earlier in the year that I wouldn't be able to make it. It just wasn't viable. And lo and behold, there was a way things turned out. I don't know how I ended up getting the flight so cheap with point. It was really, it was really like really cheap, 35,000 points to fly from California to Paris. I was really impressed. So those of you who are frequent flyers, you, you'd know where I stand with that one. Um, so it was like, whoa, okay, can't, can't say no. The beautiful thing is it really did set it up. And of course, it was a beautiful thing because it was my mum's dream to have her 70th birthday in Paris. And she was beautiful. Like there's five of us kids, siblings. And the beautiful thing is I was that last little ring in there and we we're all there in Paris under the Eiffel Tower and going up the Eiffel Tower together as a family for her birthday, which is beautiful. So then, of course, came back for, despite losing my luggage for a day, but that's okay, different story. But then, of course, I came home. Now, naturally, I've been, it's been a big year and I don't know about you, but personally for me, sometimes in my mind, you know when you set something up in your mind, like in a mental calendar, or you might even have it in your physical calendar where you're like, cool, once I do that, then I can do this. Or once I get to that point, I know it's wind down time or I know I have time off. Like it's just that mental, like you're over the edge or you finally get onto the other side of it. And this trip to America and Paris was that in my calendar. I was pretty much winding down. I only had one more event for the year. So it was kind of like I knew the big stuff was done. I knew all the international travel was done. As much as I love it, it does get to you a little bit. But yeah, so I came home and this was obviously leading into Christmas. Lo and behold, a couple of days after getting home, boom, I am out sick. It was an interesting bug. I know I haven't had it before. No, it wasn't COVID, but it was definitely like, it felt like to me like a type of influenza because it was quite heavy, a little bit feverish, not so much no runny nose or anything like that. It was just heavy on the body. I had a little bit of the sore throat and I actually did. I lost my voice. Yeah, I, I lost my voice. The one thing, the one thing that I need to do my work and oh, universe, you know, they decide to uh, say, nope, time out. So that was pretty rough. I managed to do my event, but I have to admit by the end of that event, I was cooked. My voice was relentlessly gone. I wasn't able to speak for about three or four days. So it was pretty full on. And even so much so, there was a, it was a really kind of tri tricky kind of virus bug because, you know, you have a couple of days and, you, and then all of a sudden you start to come up and you start to feel better. You know, you wake up and go, whoa, I'm starting to feel. I've got more energy. I don't feel so lethargic and you feel good. And so you, you start going about your day. You're starting to get a, into a more normal routine. And then by lunch or one o'clock, crash, boom, nope. Sorry, couch, movie, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, <laughs> whatever it was, 
it just it got me and it was like that thing was a massive roller coaster of some days i feel good the next day i'm out and i might be out for two days so it's a very very interesting kind of experience to work through and obviously energetically to manage so much so unfortunately i was also still not right for christmas went to my family's place for christmas so it was pretty full on so i still wasn't right and it was only two days after christmas that i actually did get better so it was pretty full on and it was hard. Like we had some nice weather, but I was just on the couch and I was home. And I felt really, really did feel bad because my wife's still working. The kids are at home with me. And I just could not do much of anything with them. I was just white. So that was, tr- that was kind of tough. And what made it even worse is I had a whole bunch of clients, like personal one-on-one clients that I had scheduled in and they had been waiting a number of months to speak with me, couldn't do them. I had to move 18 people, not the easiest of things. And then all of a sudden, my calendar in the new year filled up really fast because trying to fit everything in wasn't ideal, was not how I wanted it to work. But that said, I'm super grateful to every single client that was able to move. I'm super grateful that I also had the ability to do that and the ability to rest. And I am very, very grateful for that. But then it kind of led into it. And all of a sudden, by the time I did feel better, I was straight back into work. I had clients waiting. And sometimes New Year is a good space to talk to people. That's when people want it. So I was just going through the motions. And the other part was I was now kind of playing catch up not just catch up with what I had to move and postpone, which was now ahead of me, but I also had the commitments of what I already had planned and needed to get done leading in to the new year. This is where it got really tricky. Like my to-do list really kind of went out of control. It was very extensive. And because of where I was at and what was happening, it was a space of I need to work through this, I need to get this done, and I need to stay on top of it. Now, fortunately, in some respect, through that time, we had some pretty devastating storms up here where I live on Christmas night, which is really sad, and a few people did lose their lives. We had a mini tornado, which is really sad, and lots of people lost power, and some people still without power, and that's like we're now going on like two weeks, like three weeks, so it's pretty intense. But, you know, so we're kind of going, but we've had some pretty average dismal weather like it's not been summer it's been a very wet summer even though the weather bureau did say it's gonna be a hot dry one it's been anything but we've had floods so it's okay weather's been out there's not much we could do so work just was a priority for me so we've had a real interesting run like i've bumped this i love it my kids are really understanding because i'm working a bit from home to to be there with them anyway it was just this one day I was there and I was like, cool, got to punch into this. And it was raining in the morning. It was just, again, it was crap. It was just crap weather. It just doesn't stop. It starts in the morning. It just kind of drizzles and like there's nothing you can do. Honestly, it's like an, a typical English day. <laughs> it was just really bad. Like, whereas most of us who know the Australian summer is like, we should be out there. We'll be, you know, on the boats, skiing, fishing, beach, surfing, traveling, hiking, summer. It was just, yeah. So I'm at home working through it and it was lucky my son had a play date, so he was out, but I had my daughter at home. The rain kind of stopped and when it did, 
I was there, I was working from home because it was nice and cool. But as soon as that rain stopped and the clouds lifted a little bit, didn't 100% clear, but they lifted. And in that moment, and anybody who lives Queensland or tropic Australian weather, you'll know this. As soon as that lifts, it's like, boom, that humidity and that temperature just go through the roof. And I was at home, we were super comfortable, windows, doors open. And all of a sudden, I remember saying to my daughter, to feel that humidity, that temperature just jumped. It's like you could feel it. It just really started to get a little bit oppressive and, and sticky. And in that moment, God love her. She looks at me with these eyes, you know, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the eyes. And she's looking at me with these eyes and she goes, so dad. Does that mean we can go to the beach? <laughs> and I just remember she had her shoulders up and it was just like this. It's like, ooh, I, she's like, I could see it. She was like this little, you know, like this cat waiting to pounce on. It's like, you know, it's like, ooh, I could see an opportunity here. And she did, shoulders up, her eyes popping out, and she's giving me this big grin and big smile. And she says, So, Dad, does that mean we can go to the beach? And I have to admit, my absolute immediate thought was no and i did actually say no i said no i said i'm sorry sweetie i've just got i'm swamped i have to do this i've got these things to do and i could see in that moment obviously the joy the the optimism and that lovely smile on her face disappeared but it wasn't like sulking or like oh you know it's nothing like she was just very very she goes oh that's okay dad so very understanding, but you could also say like, oh, you know, it's not there. And it is because I was just there and I was present with her in that moment and watching her body language and her face and her tone in her voice change, I noticed that I'm like, this is not right. And so in that moment, I really did. I caught myself. I did. And I was like, Pete, what are you doing? And I just, I really took a quick stock take of the situation at hand. And the situation, yes, yes, I have a massive to-do list and I know I need to do this because this is work and that work is, you know, providing income. That income looks after all of our expenses, puts a roof over head, puts food on the table, you know, all that lovely stuff. And I was, I was thinking about that and I knew I had to get these things done. But then it was like, but hang on. I have this to-do list so I can have the moments my daughter just asked me for. Now, of course, this is unique to like my situation or anybody who works for themselves or has set something up for themselves. Of course, if, you, if you're in employment or you're an employee, uh, a little bit different, you might be working nine to five or shift work and you know, you're in an office or a store or something like that. You know, it's a bit different, but the thing is, I'm doing this, one, because I love it, but two, for me, it provides this flexibility and provides the opportunities to have the moments my daughter had just asked me for. And that's when I had the aha moment. I have to admit, it was also a little bit of a face palm moment, that whole like, Oh my goodness, Pete, what are you doing? You have just fallen for the trap. And yes, that to-do list 
is quite long. Yes, that to-do list needs to be done, but what's the point in doing it if I can't have the moments that I created it for? It was just such an epiphany, something so simple where I'm going, the reason why I have this to-do list is to create and have the opportunities that was just offered. And that's when I caught myself and I was like, right, we're flipping this. We are changing this and we're doing this right now. When I literally did, I said, sweetie, you know what? We're going to the beach because I had been sick for two weeks. I couldn't enjoy Christmas and I felt you know, a little bit bad for that because, you know, I couldn't even get into the Christmas spirit or vibe. Straight back into work, didn't have time. The weather was terrible. It's been crap. And all of a sudden, here's this day. Here is this moment. We are there by ourselves. The weather has changed. Blue sky for the first time in I don't know how long had finally come out. And here is a perfect moment to make the most of that moment. And here I was, and my initial thought was to let that go because I have other things and other obligations to fulfill. And then I was like, that's when it hit me. And I said, right, we're going. And I just simply said, we're going to go, and we're going to go for an hour, and we're going to enjoy. We're going to have a swim. We're going to enjoy that. And so we did. We just, I dropped everything. She paused her lovely little program on the TV, switched that off, and we got, honestly, we got changed quicker than Superman and we were ready to roll. We were down on that beach. It was lovely because it had rained. It was quieter than normal. I think there was only about three other souls. It was just such a blissful moment. We hopped in the water. It was so refreshing and cool. And it was just like, wow, this is nice. And not only that, after we had a swim and we're body surfing and, you know, we got dumped, but, you know, we had some time and then all of a sudden we hopped out and I just said, would you like to go for a walk a little bit further down the beach? She goes, yeah, sure, Dad. And it's in that moment that we had time, like, and I'm talking and anybody would know what I'm talking about here, is we had the precious, the absolute precious daddy-daughter time that we so often do not get. My daughter, God lover, 12 years old, going into year eight this year, she says, so dad, what are you doing with your work and business this year? <laughs> I was a bit taken back. I was like, oh, wait. but you know what? She was genuinely interested because she'd seen me working at it. She knows I'm talking to clients. She knows I'm on the phone. She knows I'm on the Zoom. And uh, she was just genuinely interested in knowing, wanting to know more. And so I kind of started telling her a bit more and going, this is where I'm going. Got a new show, new format, kind of redoing this. I've got this thing. I've got new people in my program that I just launched. You know, it's like taking them through the accelerator program to help them kind of really get on their path and find their passion, purpose, and direction and whatever else. And I said, I'm working that out. She goes, oh, wow, that sounds exciting. She was just had this genuine interest. And I don't think it's not the case of I didn't see that or didn't believe she didn't, but I just don't believe we had the time or we hadn't created the space in order to have a moment like that because usually we're out together as a family. But then the beautiful thing was then I could also ask her about, well, what do you think? How are you feeling about school this year? And lo and behold, she had received her class and we we're talking about how she was feeling and it was things of like how 
I'm in this new class and I've just found out I don't know anyone in the class. And it was just this beautiful moment where we could just connect about what, where we're at, how we're thinking about and feeling for the, the year ahead. And it was just so precious. And we had a beautiful walk along the beach. We had a beautiful swim. And of course, eventually I said, okay, sweetie, I think it's time to head home. And we didn't have a care in the world at that point. We were literally just enjoying the moment. And as we were leaving, she actually goes, oh, so dad, how long have we been here? And I went to check my phone for the time. You wouldn't believe it. We had been there for an hour on the frigging dot. <laughs> it was like, and she goes, oh, you said we're going to be here for an hour. I said, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> she was like, she was like, oh, wow, like that's amazing. We, all, we didn't even care about the time. And, you know, we set, we, we'd set the, the intention of like, okay, we'll come for an hour. And it was an hour. And the most beautiful thing is that is an hour that not only that we will remember, it's unforgettable. It's so precious. And like, as we know, anybody with kids, they do grow up so fast. And sometimes we miss that. And of course, we're so busy with our own lives, our own work, own things. It was just that thing. And it's a, a moment that I almost lost because I was so in the grind. I was so in the world of getting things done. And this is really where it's really important. And if you've made it this far, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the story. And this is like, I don't share these particular stories very often, but this one is special and I believe it serves as a great lesson. And here's the lesson that I take away from this. Number one, and the biggest lesson here is, and like the title of this episode, it's like, don't sacrifice the moment. Remember, in the grand scheme of things, it is a moment, but those are the moments that you take with us. Those are the moments that other people will also take with them. Those are the things and those are the moments that have a ripple effect. I look at that and who knows the level of extra trust, level of vulnerability or understanding that my daughter and I and our relationship can grow. I'm not looking at it, but you know, I'm looking and going, wow, like, you know, We've developed that. We're strengthening those connections because of a moment and because of one hour. I wasn't expecting those things to happen. I didn't, we're just expecting to go to the beach. But what beautiful things came from taking that moment. So here's the thing don't sacrifice the moment. And if you're not sure whether you are or not, here's some clues. Pay attention to what you are either saying to yourself or what you are saying to other people. If you are saying things like, well, no, I, I should do this, or I should do that, or it could be, oh, I can, but, and then whatever you need to put in front of that. You know, it's like, or you might be saying, oh, def- yeah, we'll do that, but first we're going to do this. Or the other thing too is, once I have completed this, right? It's always putting something in front of the moment. It's always justifying the reason to sacrifice the moment. But you've got to remember what you're doing it for. And you look at in the grand scheme of things, my to-do list didn't grow anymore, thankfully, in an hour. And the other thing too is I didn't lose 
anything by taking that hour out of my workday. In fact, I gained some of the most valuable and precious things and time that any human being could ask for. So there are ways. Please don't fall victim to that grind. I'm asking you now just to stop and think, when was the last time you took that moment? When was the last time you had the important conversations that you needed to have? When was the last time that you took for yourself and for other people to build and strengthen those relationships? And then ask yourself, how are you responding to questions? When someone is asking you, can you do this? Or would you like to go out? Or do you want to catch a movie? How are you responding? And then look at the language. Oh, I would love to, but first. Oh, maybe next weekend because of this and this and this. And like, you know, but it's fine, obviously, if you've got, you know, genuine reasons in between. But if it's literally just because of your to do list or, you know, like I need to prune like the trees and do some gardening, I get that. But you know what? Those trees aren't exactly going to grow legs and uproot themselves and go off and run away from you. So the whole thing is have a look at how you're responding. Have a look at the language that you are responding with. These are going to be big clues to help you see whether you are valuing your time and other people's time around you. And it will also let you know whether you are sacrificing the moment or not. And I hope for your sake that you aren't. And maybe you've realized that you have. That's okay. But now make the change. You have the power to change that world. You have the power to change the connections. You have the power to make the change for you and the people around you. And I encourage you to do it and seize that moment. Carpe DM people, seize the moment. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share this beautiful little story. It is something I carry with me and I really do hope it encourages you to do the same. Catch you soon. 